And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Oh yes, do you hear that in the background? Church bells are pealing, fanfare is ringing, angels are singing, because we have at last reached episode 100. All right, it is good to be here. I'm still here. It's 100 episodes, and I uh, I haven't given up yet. It's uh, it's still humming along. So uh, thank you to everyone listening. So we're going to kind of, um, I want to spend a little time and, and recap very briefly what the last 100 episodes have looked like, and then look ahead to the next 100 episodes as well. And if you can, actually here in the background, there are no church bells pealing or angels singing, but there is a dog barking. I'm sure you can hear that. Um, that is Taz. So it has been exceptionally difficult trying to get episode 100 recorded. Um, I've uh, made attempts. It's now Wednesday. It's January 2nd. I attempted to do it on Monday. I attempted to do it yesterday. There's just been too much going on at this house um, for me to have time to sit down in quiet and record a podcast. And so I fully expect um, we have a landscaping project going on here at home. I fully expect the landscaping crew to show up any moment. In fact, that might be what he's barking about. So, And when, when they show up, he will go completely apeshit bananas for about 20 minutes, and then he'll chill out. Um, so it's... Oh, it's just, you know, we had some friends over to celebrate New Year's yesterday during the day, which was a big interruption because for me it was a normal work day. So um, it's been uh, it's been a lot of challenges here. So um, at any rate, um, what uh, I guess I should introduce myself. So it's a nice opportunity here, 100 episodes in, to um, make no assumptions that anybody here has ever listened to the first 100. So if you decide to jump in at this point, you've got some back episodes you can go and listen to. Although, Lord knows, I don't know if I'd wish any of those early episodes upon anybody. So I should probably revisit some of those topics because, you know, at, at this point I'm, I'm working with uh, clients, for example, and they'll be like, I just don't understand macros at all. I'm like, well, I talked about macros back in like episode three. And then I'm like, boy, do I really want to send somebody back to listen to episode three at this point? Like, that's got to be pretty rough and awful sounding. I'm not sure that it's really all that much better right now, but I'd like to think I've learned a little bit, even if I'm fooling myself in in that uh, in that thought. So, um, you know, we may, may revisit some topics here and, and talk about them. And, you know, also always the knowledge and the maturity of the discussion and the depth to which we can dive into things will progress over time as well. So, um, the... Uh, where was I going with that? The first hundred, you know, we had um, we had some some hits in some of those, and I, uh, you know, I look back through um, and look at some of the uh, the more popular episodes because uh, I have access to the analytics here, and I can see um, what what really stuck and what what didn't, um, and uh, things like you know conversations about macros, um, conversations about drugs, conversations about training protocols, and just overall philosophy, those are all things that kind of hit a mark. Um, I've also gotten some varied feedback on interviews, and mostly positive. Um, and uh, we, we, it, it has not been, what, what I've found in, in searching through other podcasts is many of them, almost all of them, are one of two things. They're either interview-based, where there's a guest every episode, 
or they're roundtable based, where it's a, a group of people talking anywhere from two to four people, um, they, and they have podcast discussions amongst themselves. Um, and oftentimes you'll have shows that are a mix of the two. So this is a little bit different in that it's just me, and then occasionally I bring on a guest and chat with them. And uh, I intend to do more of that in the future. It is tricky, and I will explain on that. Uh, I'll, I'll expand, expand on that um, soon here. So let me just um, recap here and, and tell you who I am. I am Darren Starr. Uh, I am uh, working out of my quaint little home uh, office slash studio here in East Tennessee. Knoxville is where I call home. Uh, I am, let me do some quick math here. I'm 41 years old. Uh, I am a semi-retired, very, very average to below average amateur competitor. <laughs> um, and, and part of that is because uh, the, the competitive world, as far as I am concerned, I don't feel tremendously pulled into that. I mean, I, I am a coach by trade, by profession. It is what I do that pays the bills, and it is the only thing that I do that pays the bills. I don't have a side gig or anything like that. I do play in a couple of bands, but uh, if I relied on the money that I make from that um, for living, I wouldn't have a house. I would have a box, and I would only be renting it, and probably not every month. Um, so <laughs> the, the musical career has not exactly taken off, is what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, coaching is what I do, and I coach a lot of competitors. Um, I know the ins and outs. You know, I'm very well versed in it. I just don't necessarily feel really compelled to get up on stage again myself. Um, and I may do it. You know, I'd, I'd been, um, contemplating a show for 2019. I guess I'll go ahead and break the news right now. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do a show in 2019. Um, simply because, uh, with where I'm at and the position where I'm in, which is, you know, I'm a contest prep coach. I have a podcast. I am for better or worse, um, a voice in the industry. I'm not going to put myself up there unless, uh, I know I'm going to be in a position where, you know, I'm going to be competitive for the top spot in my class. And I've got enough weaknesses right now. That ain't going to happen. Uh, I just don't feel confident enough to do that. So I'm going to take the time and what do what I encourage um, a lot of my clients to do, which is to be patient and put in the work and pick your spot and don't feel like you've got to rush to get up on stage because those shows are always going to be there. It's a big investment. There's a lot of expense involved in it. So take your time, work on your foundation, pick your spots and go at a later time. So, uh, and you know, I enjoy the process. Um, for me, it's, it's not about, you know, getting up there and, you know, the thrill of being on stage. Like I said, I'm a musician. If I want to get up on stage and perform, I'm going to do it with my band where I get three hours to play, not where I get, you know, 60 seconds to pose maybe. And then I'm getting judged on very, you know, uh, subjective things, uh, or yeah. Uh, where, you know, I, I can get scored down just because somebody doesn't quote unquote like my look, um, or they think, you know, my legs aren't big enough, which, okay, they aren't, that's fair criticism, but you know, um, for, for me, uh, if I want to get up and perform, I'm going to go with my band, one of them. And, you know, we're going to, um, play a, at a bar where, you know, everybody's rowdy and everybody likes anything that we do, even if we suck, um, because they're drunk. <laughs> that's fun. 
That is a lot of fun. Uh, that's performing for me. So that's that's my outlet there. It's not a, competing is not that for me. Competing is uh, about establishing set points and uh, comparing where you've been. But you don't need the stage to do that. Also, you can just do that by taking product progress pictures, doing what I did this uh, that culminated this last November in a photo shoot. Um, a lot of ways that you can do that that don't involve the tremendous expense of competing. Um, and you can kind of do it on your own time. You don't have to worry about well, is there a show available? You know, do I have to travel to it and all that stuff. So. Um, I am a coach. I work with competitors. I work with non-competitors alike. Um, and uh, I like to think that, uh, you know, I really focus on attention to detail as much as anything else in workout programming and diet and feedback um, and assessing progress, busting through plateaus and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but that being said, I also, uh, you know, that's how I pay the bills. Um, and uh, that being said, though, I'm not stingy with info. So this podcast exists to help educate, promote the sport. Um, I have my website as well, fivestarphysique.com, where I'm constantly putting up um, fresh content. I've been a little slow on that front for about the last week or so just with the holidays. But typically, there's going to be a blog post or two, a video or two per week that go up there on different topics, training, nutrition, um, all kinds of stuff. So uh, anyway, that that's who I am. Um, so where we've been, you know, I touched on it before, but let's, let's look ahead a little bit and talk about where I want to go with, with this podcast in 2019. What I would love to do and looking ahead to 2020 as well, you know, I'm in this for the long haul. So for better or worse, uh, you know, we'll be approaching episode 200 by this time next year, uh, unless I take a, an extensive break for, uh, for whatever reason, but I'm not planning to currently. Uh, my goal, what I'd love to do is have more interviews because I think additional voices are helpful. Um, I don't pretend to know everything about everything or everything about anything <laughs> or anything about anything. But I think having other voices who are experts in or who are really finely tuned into a specific topic, a specific area of discussion is really helpful. Um, and we've, we've had that with some guests that we've had on before, um, talking, thinking about Neil Thanedar from, uh, from Labdoor, uh, uh, Kim Helm, uh, IFBB figure pro, uh, Ravish Sands, who was on here talking about um, competition suits. Um, those are things where, I mean, I can talk about that stuff, but having the people who are really like, in it, um, you know, who are running the business, who are doing this stuff on a daily basis, um, is, is helpful. And I think it's, it's, uh, it, it's, very cool. And, you know, I've, I've also, you know, I've had um, conversations with, uh, clients on here as well. I'm thinking Dean Kazora, Alex Bassett. Um, you know, we've had, uh, good perspective from other people with interesting stories to tell, which I like that. I am a big fan of that. Um, because, you know, when, I just think it's valuable to get perspectives from other people and especially people who are approaching bodybuilding and the lifestyle that's associated with it from a slightly different perspective from what you what what you have. And really all you know is what you've lived. And when you have a, a more in-depth discussion with somebody who has lived something completely different, it can really change the way that you look at things and change the way you approach things as well. So that's the reason I like that. So I want to have more interviews like that. Not to say that this is going to become one of those podcasts where every episode is an interview because... I got to tell you, one of the biggest challenges is just scheduling it. And that's, you know, I need a producer to do that. And I've got too much other stuff to do to, to spend all my time trying to schedule uh, calls and, and, um, and, uh, hash out, uh, interview questions and things like that. So, um, but I do want to do more of it. And right now it's just, uh, it, it's, it's difficult. And part of the reason is, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, for people within my typical purview, um, who I think would have something to contribute, something interesting. And 
I think it's just because I have a fairly limited field of vision. I don't find a whole lot of people like that. And every now and then I'll find one, send out an email, no response. And I think part of it, um, or, or the part of it that I want to tackle here, and I need your help with this, is just um, I want to be able to throw some stats at people. And right now, um, you know, I let, let's take a step back. I am super grateful to everybody who listens to this. There aren't enough of you. <laughs> So um, when I throw um, analytics and metrics at somebody to say, hey, you know, I've got this many plays, so come on here because your voice will be heard. It's just not a very impressive number. I mean, it's it's a big number. It's like, you know, it's approaching 50,000, but in the podcast realm, it ain't that big. Um, so what I need your help with is spreading the word. So if you listen to this and you enjoy it, there are a couple things that you can do to help make it better. The uh, first and, and most important is spread the word and tell people about it. So in, in passing, like, you know, in the gym, talk to people. Absolutely. Tell them, hey, I listen to this podcast. Here it is. You know, share it on social media. Um, when I post about it, you can share those posts on Facebook as well. Uh, if you go to my Pinterest board, every episode gets pinned up there. You can repin that. Um, they usually are in my Instagram story. It's very easy. Like if you listen through Spotify, you can share that through your story as well. Just spread the word. Um, however you listen to it, if it is a medium that allows you to leave reviews like iTunes, great. Give it a rating, slap a review up there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I cannot appreciate that enough. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that enough. Other places like Spotify, they don't let you leave a review. Freaking bastards. It sucks. Um, a lot of uh, podcast uh, distribution apps don't allow you to leave reviews um, or comments, but many do, like CastBox. I don't have a review up on CastBox yet, and I just noticed that because that's the app that I am using now um, as my podcast app of choice. I think the uh, the selection on Spotify is a little limited, or it's hard to find things that are that are of a decent quality. Like if you just search bodybuilding under podcasts on Spotify, you find a lot of crap. A lot of crap. Now, part of, uh, yeah, I'm picky. I have high standards. And, uh, you know, I, I have taken fairly great lengths to make sure that if nothing else, this podcast at least sounds okay and has good audio quality to it. So if I jump into a podcast and it sounds like it's recorded in a toilet bowl, I just can't listen to that. I'm an audio snob to some extent. I don't have the most finely tuned ear in the world, but I just can't listen to just garbage quality audio. I don't even care how good the content is. If your audio quality isn't there, I can't listen. It's just pet peeve nails on a chalkboard kind of thing. So, um, that's a lot of what I get when I pull up Spotify podcasts. It's just really lousy audio recordings. So, and you know, it takes forever to get approved through Spotify. So I don't know what their what criteria they're using to qualify podcasts because it ain't audio quality. Uh, that's for damn sure. And it can't be content quality because I made it up there. So if I can make it up, clearly they've got the floodgates open. So I think they might just be slow. I don't know. Um, anyway, that, that's the biggest thing is just share it, leave a review, leave a, a rating wherever you listen to it. Um, I will have some drop set apparel um, coming up soon. Um, I'm, I've gone through and done a, a significant uh, rebranding for Five Star Physique, my company. Um, recently doing a new logo, a whole new visual look for the website and everything. And then I, I put together an, an initial run of some, uh, some clothing lines for that. I'll be doing the same thing for the podcast. I'm going to retool with a new logo there as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, once I have that set, we'll have some t-shirts, some stuff put up. So, um, you can, you can wear your loyalty if you like. So I'll make that available. Um, 
how else can you help? Um, call in, man. I, 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 here's the thing: is because this is a community. Right now, it's it's the, the community is kind of a funnel where it all comes to me, and then I'm trying to um, get your ideas out there. I just think it's so much more effective. Um, and I really like it and it helps build a sense of community if other people can hear your voice, other people who are listening hear this. And so I have a call in number. It's 865-518-2974. If you go to the dropset.com, um, it's listed right there. So it tells you like, Hey, here's what the podcast is all about. Here's how you can listen. Um, and here's the call in number. And so I will do segments periodically where, uh, you know, I'll just, you know, go through the voicemails that I have, um, saved up and, um, we'll do a little Q and a there. And sometimes, Sometimes I don't have anything earth shattering. Like I'll get some messages that, you know, they aren't, they aren't big questions, but I still like having the um, discussion and I, ha- I like having other people's voices in as well. And we'll hear an example of that shortly here. Um, so that's the big thing is contribute. And, you know, if, if calling in and leaving a message isn't your thing, okay, I get it. Some people are shy, whatever. Um, keep in mind, when you call that number, it just goes straight to my voicemail box and... Uh, then I, I get a notification that there's a message. I download it, and then the next time I uh, go to record an episode, I'd plop that in, and we do a little uh, a little live response to it. So, um, if that's not your thing, yeah, Instagram messages are good, Facebook messages are good, emails are good. Darren at Five Star Fitness, Facebook.com slash Five Star Physique, Instagram at Darren underscore Star. You can send me a direct message via Twitter at Darren Star. Um, don't leave a YouTube comment because those just go into abyss an abyss where I will never see it. Pinterest, I don't even know if they have direct messaging. I'm really I'm I'm a I'm a, a Pinterest idiot completely. Like I've got a bunch of boards set up there and I just randomly pin stuff up there that's original content. Like whenever there's a new podcast episode, I pin it to a board. When I do, you know, client before and after photo, I pin it to a different board. Um, workout videos that I do, I pin those to their own separate boards. So that kind of stuff. I don't know what I'm doing with it at all. It's really just up there as kind of like an organizational tool. So, um, that being said, if anybody out there is good with Pinterest and, uh, can tell me what, in the holy hell I should do with any of that stuff, uh, help me out and uh, I'll send you a shirt or something. <laughs> so <laughs> the, part of the reason why, why I uh, really wanted to get on doing that, uh, the clothing line is so that I have things to bribe people with and things to offer as giveaways. Like the giveaway that I have going on right now that will be open for at least a few more days because holy crap, um, I'm not getting much response from this. That's the other thing is I'm never going to lie to you and say, Oh, I've had so much. Uh, we've had such a great response from this request that I put out. I can't possibly um, go through all these questions. I mean, come on. You know, I put out a call for voicemails. I think it was last week sometime. I've gotten one since then. The phone is not ringing off the hook. So there is a raffle going on right now. And if you enter it right now, I would say at the current rate, you've got a pretty good shot of winning. The next caller, you'd be a one in three shot. So um, what I'm doing is. Um, you know, if you if you call in, so the only way to be eligible for this is to call in 865-518-2974 and leave a voicemail. And as long as it's not a steaming pile of trash of a message where you just insult me and my family or, you know, talk about your favorite. Oh, I should have had something ready there. Um, hmm. You know what? I don't care. You can even insult me. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, if you insult me and my family and then I put your name in the hat for the raffle and I pull it out and win, I will be pissed, but I will honor it. 
So, um, and what do you win? You win anything out of the Five Star Physique shop. Your choice. So I've got T-shirts, uh, sweatshirts, hoodies, tanks, etc. up there, all branded. So um, that's going to go on until I uh, decide that I've got enough uh, messages that I'm I'm comfortable doing a drawing. And if that's on Friday and all I've got is two, then so be it. You know, one of these two are going to win. So make your voice heard, and maybe it'll be Friday. It's going to be totally arbitrary. So. Hurry the F up and call in and leave a message. Oh, there we go. So we've already devolved to me insulting the listener base. It's never a good sign. Never a good sign. So I should probably just move on. Um, let's see. Well, I was talking about ways that you can help. Um, <laughs> and then it devolved into me insulting everybody who's listening. That's good. That's good. That's business 101 right there, Darren. Nice job. Nice job. Did I mention I went to school for engineering, not for business or marketing? So... Yeah. Um, hey, you know what today is? Today is January 2nd, and it is World Introvert Day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you. Today is my day. Yeah. Um, the, I found this article from the uh, Huffington Post, actually. Um, so uh, this holiday, it says, quoting the article here, is celebrated every year on January 2nd. Although not an official day of observance, at least not yet, it has been commemorated by exhausted introverts around the world since 2011. Huh. Um, so it's, it says, uh, continuing on, but it's more than just a day to recharge. It's also a time to bring awareness to introversion. We quiet ones make up 30 to 50% of the population, yet despite quite possibly half of the world being like us, we often feel undervalued, overlooked, and misunderstood. I would take a little bit of umbrage with that statement. I don't think undervalued and overlooked uh, apply necessarily. I think misunderstood, yeah, absolutely. You know, if somebody who's not an introvert, you don't understand why I'm leaving that party 15 minutes after I got there and I'm trying to sneak out without saying goodbye to everybody. You just think I'm a jackass. You might be right, but that's not why. Uh, no, I, I just, yeah, no, it, it's exhausting. Being in a crowd of people in a social situation is absolutely exhausting. I'm thinking like, uh, I mean, good Lord, what would it be? I'm trying to think of a, an analogy, you know, <laughs> it's like, uh, trying to use a, uh, trying to use a, a paint sprayer that runs on an air compressor with a really tiny pancake compressor. There's well, no, it's a terrible analogy and only like four people probably understand what I'm talking about at all. Um, being an introvert in this world is exhausting. Um, I mean, imagine, you know, some, some of the, the worst, moments of my life have involved, you know, being in crowds just because of the level of anxiety. I get a lot of social anxiety as well, which is different from introversion. Um, introversion just, you know, it, it can be, I think most, you know, the, the big picture summary of, uh, you know, are you an introvert or an extrovert is you're in a crowd of people. Do you get energy from that or does it suck energy away from you? I think that's the, the, clearest way to describe it. And of course, there are degrees along that spectrum. And you might say, well, I don't know, neither. You might be kind of in the middle of the road. Um, there may be certain situations where you definitely lean towards one side of the spectrum or the other. Um, I am pretty much always an introvert. Like being in a crowd always stresses me out. It always sucks my energy down. There is that anxiety element as well. So, um, you know, that, that's a, a different factor, but you know, it just kind of compounds the introversion really more than anything else. The exception would be, uh, and I don't know if it's an exception so much as I, I carve out an exception for it, it would be 
performing, like with the band. Like I will go up there and I will be very animated because at that point I'm playing a role. It's more like being a character. You know, I've done some theater work as well. When you get up on stage, it's not you. You're performing. Um, you're being somebody else. When I am myself, that is really hard. When I'm being somebody else, even if it's just, you know, the musician version of myself, it's way easier way easier and it's still exhausting but it's supposed to be because at that point you know you're physically doing stuff and you're you are physically working but um it's just different so people look at me and uh, you know I appear very outgoing um you know I'm I'm not uh like little Mr. Timid Wallflower who won't talk to anybody. You know, you come up to me, you're going to have, you know, a, a conversation with somebody who appears to be fairly animated, fairly passionate. Um, and a lot of people have this, uh, this, uh, misconception about introverts that they're all like uh, serial killers and I may look like one from across the room but once you talk to me no no you can see like oh okay he's kind of a normal person huh okay uh but uh that's uh, that's what it's like to be an introvert and uh the whole time you know when somebody comes up and talks to you the whole time you're just thinking god please don't talk to me please don't talk to me please don't talk to me and that 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 phrase is running through my head the whole time I'm in the gym every single day <laughs> For, for better or worse, that's what's running through my head. Just don't talk to me. Don't talk. I can see somebody coming my way. I see out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh, they're looking at me. Oh, no. Oh, no. They're going to ask me about what I'm doing or something like that. Like today, uh, it was it was back day, and I had wide grip pull downs. And so one of the things that I use for that is a mag bar, um, which I carry around in my car all the time. And when it's time to use it, I uh, head out of the gym. I go to my car. I pull it out of the trunk, and I uh, bring it in and clip it. And invariably, somebody's like, Hey, what's that? Did the gym get that? Or did you bring that in? What's that? What, why do you use that? I'm like, I do not want to have this conversation. So when it comes time to get that out of the car, it's like I have tunnel vision. Like I don't make eye contact with anybody. Um, I keep my headphones on. I keep nodding my head like my music's still going even if it stopped. That's another trick that I always have is always make it look like you're rocking out even if you're just listening to talk radio or you're not doing anything. There's nothing playing. Just always make it look like you're playing, like you're in the zone with your music um, and just pray to God that people leave you alone. That's all I'm looking for. So, um, today was a, a lucky day. I could see somebody was kind of making eyes and they were going to, but then they're like, Oh, he's in the zone. And meanwhile, I'm like, no, I'm not in the zone. I'm fully aware that you are noticing me and you're wanting to talk to me. I'm just not going to let it happen. So welcome to the life of an introvert. Um, if you are one, you're nodding your head and smiling right now. If you aren't one, you probably think we're all fucking crazy. And you know what? You might be right. So, <laughs> um, how to celebrate World Introvert Day. Um, let's see. Uh, a binge-watching marathon in your pajamas? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't have time for that because it's a work day. Um, put on some tea and read a good book. I'm not a big tea drinker, and uh, you know, I, I don't have a good book right now. I'm, I'm looking for one, but I don't have one. Um, meet your best friend for a heartfelt chat over wine. This is all from the article. These are suggestions on how to celebrate World Introvert Day. You know, we had a meeting with friends yesterday. I can't do that two days in a row. That's another thing. Like best friend or not, it's like I, I can't do that on consecutive days. Uh, no. Um, go to museum, bookstore, park, or other venue of your choice in the off hours. Good suggestion there. Get creative. Yes, um, I may be doing a little bit of music work today um, once I'm done with uh, all my my business stuff. Uh, order food delivery online. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. That That's tricky just because that, that involves somebody coming to your house. 
That's like invading my space. I don't know how I feel about that. There, there are times when I'm okay with that. It depends on what they're bringing. Um, or cancel plans. That, that is the most empowering activity, by the way. Either canceling plans or just not making them in the first place. As, as an introvert, one of my favorite things to do, if somebody says, hey, can you do X, Y, or Z, is just give an honest evaluation of uh, how I'm feeling and what I'm doing and not being afraid to say no, which is not to, not to say you be a jackass and refuse every invitation, but just um, un- uh, enjoy the empowerment of saying no and understand that it's okay to say no. That's one thing that my wife has really taught me is um, you know, that it's okay. You can say no and you don't have to give an excuse. You don't know. Oh, I'm doing it. No, no. No, thanks. That's all there is to it. And you know what? If the person asking is a real friend, they will get it. <laughs> they will get it. They understand. Um, so anyway, there, there you go. There you go. World Introvert Day. Um, we had a discussion on Friday of last week about TV. I heard a little bit of feedback on that. Um, and uh, somebody, somebody called in and they had something to add to that discussion as well. So let's hear what they had to say. What's up, Darren? It's uh, Josh from Virginia. I uh, hope you had a good holiday, man. Uh, so the Mount Rushmore of TV. Uh, man, did you hit a good topic here. All right. So my top four, um, which is really tough to pick top four, but definitely got to be Game of Thrones. got to be on there. Um, True Blood, because I'm kind of a vampire junkie, but it's got to be the right kind of vampire, uh, not 30 days a night, stupid monster vampire kind of thing, uh, or stupid uh, sparkly twilight kind of vampire. But anyway... Game of Thrones, True Blood, um, Dexter, and then the fourth would actually be a show that my wife and I are watching right now on Netflix called Mindhunter. Um, it's about the FBI's elite criminal uh, profiling unit, and it's extremely interesting. Uh, so anyway, uh, definitely check that one out if you haven't. Um, keep rocking, man. Have a good one. Thanks, Josh. Always appreciated. So, Game of Thrones, yes, True Blood. Um, I will admit I've never seen it. Um, I think I actually watched an episode of that once, and I was like, "Nah, not really for me. Um, but, I mean, I, I get that it's a genre kind of thing. And, yeah, the sparkly vampires from Twilight, good Lord, no thank you. Um, so, you know, uh, Rainy Day, True Blood, might give it a shot. I mean, that goes back a while, a while doesn't it? I mean, that, that is not a, a new show. Is it still on even? I don't know. Let me uh, Let me check that out really quick, see if I can... Uh, go to the Google for an answer here. So 2008 to 2014. Okay, cool. So um, interesting. I might, I might, might, uh, might go back and check that out. Um, Mindhunter, uh, totally agree with that. I wouldn't put it in the top four, um, but I did enjoy it. And I, that's one of those, is there a second season of that? Um, let me just see here. There's only one season presently. And let me just make sure, because I, I watched a few, uh, a few things... Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this was with uh, with Jonathan Groff, who plays uh, he plays King George in Hamilton uh, on Broadway. <laughs> Great voice, uh, hilarious part. Um, but I remember recognizing him uh, by voice immediately in this, even though he's not singing. But yeah, um, I do remember this. This was good. This was really good. I, I did enjoy this. I wouldn't put it top four, partially just because you know it's one season. I mean, you got to give me a little bit more than that before you're eligible for Mount Rushmore. We should have a, a discussion about eligibility. I think um, Dexter. I will totally fight tooth and nail with you on that one. It does not belong. Does not. I watched the whole thing. Um, it got to be a chore 
towards the end watching it. And part of it is because I was binge watching it and I, I, I would watch like, you know, two or three episodes a day, which it's a light binge. Okay. It's not like I was sitting down just watching it all day, but it was kind of the point where it's like, I got to power through this and finish it. Now it did set up some really good, uh, it did have, a. Uh, played around w with tension, like the give and take and the release and the build a little bit, which was great. I like that. Um, it just got so damn formulaic for those last couple seasons. And it's, uh, I mean, the, the thing that I remember is, you know, they were, the writers were getting so lazy and that they were just using the cell phone and over relying on it as a plot device. Like, Oh, we need person X to go here. Okay. Well, their phone's going to ring and tell them that they need to go there. Okay, cool. It's just lazy, lazy, bad writing. And I, I got so annoyed by that. Um, that being said, I thought it was a, a well acted show. Like Michael C. Hall. I thought he was great in that. Um, they did, that that last season, let me just make sure that I get this correct here, because um, like I said, I binge watched um, the the last few seasons of it. I actually watched like um, oh like the first five seasons, I think. Um, so we had let me just see here um, eight seasons total. So I think I probably watched like the first five seasons. And then I fell out of it for a little while, and then I came back a couple years later and watched the final three. Um, so season eight, is that what I'm thinking here? Um, I just want to make sure I get it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, season eight is the one with the psychiatrist, Dr. Evelyn Vogel. And I thought her character was a waste, and it was just completely uninteresting, everything involving her. And I thought... Um, and that, that actress is great. She's been in some awesome stuff. That role did her no favors at all. Um, I thought that was an incredibly boring role and it kind of killed the entire season. And the way that show finished is inexcusable. It has one of the worst finales ever. And I mean, if you're talking about things that aren't just a total cop out, like the, it's all a dream kind of thing, like from new heart, um, or what was it? Dallas, I think did that too. Um, that's in a whole other category, but as far as things that actually tried to like give a little bit of finality to it or something like that, it's right up there um, as far as crappy finales. Um, and the <laughs> one thing that I, I can say that I've seen fairly recently that, that lived up to that would be um, Enterprise, um, which was the Star Trek series from the early 2000s, which has probably the worst finale of any show I've ever seen. Um, and I won't even go into details because I know most of you probably aren't big Trek fans and don't care, but I will just say that series had its ups and downs. As far as Star Trek series goes, it was well below average. It was probably one of the weakest ones. Still, you know, entertaining and a decent watch for a Trek fan. That finale just makes you want to throw up in your mouth. It's so bad. Just horribly conceived, like, who was on PCP in the writer's room when they came up with that? Because there ha there can be no other excuse. So I, I will fight you on Dexter. I don't think it belongs, in spite of the fact that the series had some really, really great and memorable moments and some really strong seasons. The way it finished, um, I just felt like towards the end they were getting really lazy with it, and it just you know it, that's not how you go out if you're if you're a top tier show in my estimation. So anyway, uh, <laughs> as I mentioned, I have no shortage of opinion. It occurs to me also. I think that Friday there were uh, there was a show that I left off that list that. Um, should be in the discussion. And I feel like, you know, like I just fought you on Dexter. I know some people will fight me on this and that's the walking dead. Um, 
and I know there's uh, watchers um, of the show. Your your eyes are probably rolling right now, like oh god, no, just because yeah, the show's gotten a little bit rough lately. And I know this kind of goes in uh, against what I was just saying with Dexter. I never thought it was as bad as uh, a lot of its harshest critics made it out to be in season seven and eight, and certainly season nine, the current season. Um, it's it's turning around and it's getting a lot more compelling. I think the writing has really improved as well. They're taking some bigger risks now, which is cool. It's still a little formulaic in that it's like, okay, group of survivors, they set up someplace, they uh, have a contentious relationship with some villain, and there's a big fight, and then they have to go, and then they're somewhere else, and then some other villain appears, and then they have a big fight, and then they have to go, so they're always on the move and always running around, and it's been like that, so you have seasons that are built around certain set pieces and certain locations, and it's always moving. I, I get that it's formulaic, I also get that that's probably in line with what would be realistic in an apocalypse <laughs> where it's survival of the fittest and you're always in conflict with people. Um, it strikes me, especially the first five seasons of the show, um, which let's be clear, five seasons at, at the level that they were running at for those five seasons, I think is a pretty good run. I know season five has its detractors. I think it's among the best. I think it's got some of the most compelling slow burn drama episodes Um of any show. There's one specifically that was in the mid season. Um, it's an episode called, uh, them, which strikes me. And I know it, it is held up as being one of the weakest episodes of the series. I honestly think it's one of the best hours of TV I've ever seen just because it's just got this feeling of dread and despair throughout the whole thing. And that's when it really hits home. Like, Oh man, this sucks. Yeah, I mean, everybody is at their lowest point. So I think that show has done some really, really, really amazing things. I also think they've done some really dumb things. So I'm not putting it on the list, but I'm entering it into discussion. Um, and it's one of those, It's it still can't miss TV for me. I like it. I'm actually going through Fear the Walking Dead, which is the spinoff series, and I'm on season three of that right now, uh, enjoying that too. So you know, clearly there's some weaknesses in the writing, some of the characters... Um, uh, motivations are a little whack. I won't even say unclear. It's like, really? That? Okay. And you just kind of have to sell yourself to it and go along with it for the ride. So um, anyway, I'm curious. I'm always curious to hear other people's thoughts on that. I think I mentioned last week, um, maybe, I can't remember what I said, but we're watching Counterpart right now, which is a star series. And uh, we just finished season one and started on season two. Boy, we, we've hit a handful of episodes since I talked about that, if I did. And I tell you what, it's gone from like, oh, okay, this series is interesting, to holy shit, this is amazing. This is really, really good. Twists and turns all over the place. It is not casual watching at all. You have got to be invested in it and paying attention in order for it to pay off. But man does it ever. Um, it is really, really worth it. So I, I, a hearty, hearty endorsement for Counterpart. Um, so check that out. Um, okay, so um, what, I've, I've been rambling on now for about 38 minutes, and uh, realistically, I don't think I've said a damn thing, um, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned last week we'll get into some headier topics this week. I did not apparently mean today, because uh, I got nothing for you, but I figured, you know, at the very least, I uh, need to come on here and make myself visible and uh, wish everybody a happy new year. So let's talk about new year really quick. Um, a couple of things that I wanted to say on that. And I, I just remembered a couple of other things that we need to do. So clearly, I did not outline this episode beforehand. And I think that's, that's one of my New Year's resolutions for, uh, for 2019 is uh, to uh, 
not have quite so many fly by the seat of your pants podcast episodes where I don't uh, script anything out or outline anything in advance. I think it does me a disservice. And uh, boy, I thank you all for listening in spite of that. Really. I mean, you guys are the real heroes here. Um, a couple of things. So happy new year. Now at the gym, a lot of people go in there making resolutions. They want to shape up. They want to drop some fat, get in shape, build some muscle or whatever. Um, be good to people. That That is it. Be good to people. Now, yeah, me, I'm an introvert. I'm not going to go up and shake the hand of every new person that comes in. But, uh, you know, if there's a friendly face in there or a new face, I'm going to be a friendly face for them. Um, not that I want to be the guy that they go to for all their questions, but I want them to, to know that they are welcome in there and make them feel comfortable because they're going in there for the same reason that I am. Our goals may be different, but we are in there for the same reason, the same purpose, different goals, same reason, um, which is to get better and improve and, you know, uh, be healthy. So, uh, I, I cannot encourage you strongly enough to be that kind and friendly face um, for new people in the gym when you see him. And if if you see anybody judging somebody who is new or whatever, I want you to walk up to that person and punch him in the throat. Maybe not quite that much, but shoot him a little side eye at least and let him know like, hey, I see what you're doing over there. Stop it. Um, there's just no room for that. You know, be good to people always, always, but especially new people in the gym around new year's, you know, keep, keep them coming, you know, whatever you can do to keep somebody continuing on that journey. And just remember, you know, you were probably that person once as well. And, you know, you needed a little encouragement, a kind look from somebody, you know, uh, an unsolicited, um, you know, bit of advice that was actually helpful and not just some creepy guy walking up to some hot girl in the gym offering advice and, you know, and we, don't be that guy. Okay. So, um, but you know, be, be good to people that that's what I'm looking for you to do. Um, also, um, what, uh, what are you trying to hit this year? What are you doing? What, what are your goals? That would be a good thing to, uh, to, um, talk about if you wanted to call in, leave a voicemail. Um, not so much your resolutions, but what are your goals, especially if they are a little bit different, a little bit non-standard? Do you have some non-traditional New Year's goals that are related to fitness or that are unrelated to fitness? I am learning Italian this year. Um, I am on day two. I mean, it's January 2nd. Um, and I uh, this was kind of a, a, a deal I made with our friend Carol. And uh, she said she's always wanted to learn Italian. I said, all right, I'll do it. So um, we, we both grabbed the Duolingo app and uh, we're, we're going to do it. And then um, we'll go to Italy someday and realize that, oh, yeah, we, we don't really know anything. We, we, can, we, can, we can read it in the app and we can speak it a little bit, but it's pretty worthless for being in Italy. So um, anyway, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. So um, what else do I have? Uh, what, what, what are your resolutions? So I, I'd love to hear anything if you've got them, um, you know, uh, you, you know you want to enter into that raffle and get some sweet five-star physique swag coming your way for free anyway. So call in the number, 865-518-2974. Um, I feel like I'm selling like, you know, a, a, a tomato slicer or something here. I uh, feel, feel like a total shill. Um, but call in, leave a message, and, uh, you know, talk to me about anything. Have, have a question. Tell me about your New Year's um, goals, um, goals for 2019, anything like that. It's all fair game. I'd love to hear from you and uh, we'll see how things shake out. So I'll be back with you maybe on Friday. kind of depends. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of crap going on this week still. I'm hoping that I have some time to, um, to, uh, 
carve out for this. It's just difficult. You know, the wife's off work this week, so we're trying to do a little bit while she has um, some time off. We've got stuff going on here at the house as well, which just makes everything noisy. I'm surprised it's been as quiet as it has for as long as it has. Count my blessings there. So um, it was a good time to try and record this episode at least. So that's what I got. So I'm going to check out here. Peace out from my end here at the uh, close of episode 100. So here's to celebrating the first first 100 episodes, and here's to the next 100 as well. So I need your help, as I mentioned, to make those even better. You know how you can do it, and whatever you want to do on that side of the equation, I am more than grateful for it. So thank you all for listening up until now, and thank you for your continued listening, your involvement, and your contributions to the show going forward. Everybody have a great day, and uh, hopefully we'll be back together on Friday.